0: Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble.
1: afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, where we come together every week and we talk about something financial. So it uh, always comes back to finance, whether it's figuring out how to make more money, whether it's figuring out what to do with too much money, whether it's figuring out how to get out of debt, understanding your credit, different kinds of mortgages, bank fees, um, whatever the case is. So when I say finance, people usually look at me like a deer in the headlights because they, they're a little bit scared. Um, but for the most part, most people think of finance as investing and big algorithms and um, uh, lots of math and lots of acronyms. And, and yes, there is that side of it, but that's not what we're looking at here. And in my my finance practice during the day when I'm a licensed advisor and we have a bookkeeping service and and all that fun stuff like taxes and planning and estates and so on, uh, you can get into that stuff. But the reality of it is uh, you don't need to know that. What you need to know is your own stuff. And your own stuff is what matters to you. It means how much money do you need to retire? How much savings do you need to have as an emergency fund to make you feel secure if a pandemic were to happen? Cause you know, it can, it has, it does, it is right now. Um, how are you going to be in that particular situation? Are you struggling right now through the pandemic? Do you have enough cash? Are you concerned if the government doesn't come out, if you're in the, if you're in the U S are you concerned about a stimulus package in the Politicians getting that together to come out with something. Um, if you're in Canada, are you waiting for the new apps to come out for businesses to be able to apply for stuff? Are you applying for the, um, the CERB? It's the Canadian Emergency Response Benefits. Um, these are all things that we look at on the show um, every Monday. Every, so every time we talk about something financial and take from it what you need. Uh, if you are needing something, then let me know and I will take on that topic for you and break it down. I get a lot of the topics from p- other people that are sending me requests or even people that I talk to that 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 don't understand something and would like some support or some definition or clarification on it. Um, I hear a lot from women and I do a lot of work with women uh, through our investment club. It's WISE, the Women's Investment and in Social Exchange. That is that is for women to understand the financials and either the concepts or the strategies or just the definitions quite honestly because i i've been around the financial people for a long time and i know that they sometimes talk in their own language and they use a lot of acronyms and no different than it people or engineering people to be honest they all have their own language legal legal language for lawyers and so on but uh I do get a lot of women tell me that they are afraid to ask because they feel dumb and they don't want to look stupid when they're talking to their advisor. And and I remind them that the advisor is there to work for you. So your advisor, if you have one, great. If you don't have one, that's fine. It's not required. But if you are in a position where you have an advisor that you're working with or a bookkeeper or an accountant, remember they work for you. It's your money and nobody cares more about your money than you do. At least they shouldn't. So it should be you that cares, cares the most about your money. Uh, the other thing that I always remind them is stop looking at everybody else. It doesn't matter what your siblings are doing. It doesn't matter what your neighbor is doing because what they're doing is only the tiny, tiny bit that you're getting. You don't know unless you're right there in their finances every day, looking at their statements, looking at their loans, looking at whatever it is that you think that they're doing. You don't know their true status. And and I can tell you that what you think people have is not necessarily always the case. There are a lot of times when I see people's financials that um, you think would be higher that that you think they would, because of how much money they make, that they would have more, uh, and they don't. And there's other people that you think that aren't making as much, but they have a whole lot more saved or invested. It really comes down to how you handle your money and handling your money is simply tracking it. And the people who track stuff and write it down and whether it's money or not, if it's a weight loss, plan if it's becoming a faster reader if it's helping your kids with homework when you track something that's when you really start to see results because now your 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 mind is actually focused on it and concentrating on it so I always tell people to to track it because once you and try it and see if I'm right or see if I'm wrong I'm okay being wrong but if you track something and it doesn't have to be complicated tell people just Know what's coming in and know what's going out. And then, you know, at the end of the day or the end of the month or the end of the week, however specific you're going to be, you know, whether or not you have the money. And that's important. You need to know, I think I have probably this much left at the end of the month, or I probably, I don't understand why I never have money at the end of the month. I probably always owe something. Uh, Maybe, probably, not sure, estimate approximately. These are all indicators that you have no idea what kind of income is coming into your house and what kind of expenses are going out of your house. And as soon as you get a handle on that, you will be amazed. And it's, it, it truly is this easy. Know what's coming into your house and know what's leaving your house. And as soon as you start doing that, you're going to start seeing uh, a change in your finances because now you're consciously aware of how many times you buy coffee or how many times you eat out or how many times the kids come up and say, it's, well, they probably don't right now because of the pandemic, but when they're in school, you know, we're selling cookies or they're, they're, having pizza day or they're selling chocolate bars or whatever the case, they have movie day, whatever it is. I need a toonie I need in Canada. That's a a, for my American friends, a toonie, that's a $2 bill. Uh, So for $2, they need uh, you know, whatever it is, the pizza, they're needing $5 for a school trip. They need $10 for this. I want $20 to go to the show with my friends, whatever the case is. However many times that gets asked and you don't track it, that's how you lose control of your finances. That's it. It's that simple. Not knowing what's coming in, not knowing what's going out. That's it. It's, it's that easy. It's, it's personal. It's business. If you're not tracking your money in business, I've had lots of people on the business side of things that I don't understand where my money went. And I'm like, well, you're not paying attention to it. So it's, what happens is it's easy to spend and it's easy to go through quickly when you're not keeping an eye on it and it's no different than losing weight or gaining weight because I know those we're coming into that time of year where everybody's going to make uh um new year's resolutions or I call them promises to yourself that you're not going to keep each year and I I've talked about that uh before I've talked about that on the show before and and we talk about it again I'm sure <laughs> coming into our, our planning for the future for next year but just a uh, a side note on that is why set yourself up for failure? Why wait until January 1st to make a, a promise to yourself? Start today. It doesn't matter. We're, you know, we're what a week or so before Christmas and we're going to have it a little bit different this year. And we're going to be spending time with a lot less people, I'm sure. And it's going to be okay because We'll get through all this together and and it'll give us a chance to focus a little bit better, maybe control our spending a little bit better this year. Maybe you're not going, because we have uh, all these changes with COVID, maybe we're not going to as many parties. Uh, Maybe we don't have to have as many gifts to track and maybe we don't have to uh, have as many secret Santas and all these things that actually help save you money. So, I think if you start today and I don't care what day today is, if this is six months from now that you're watching this or listening to this podcast and you're not here with me live, then if today is in July for you, then today's the day you start. But today for us live is just a week, roughly a week before week and a half before Christmas. So we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas today and spending. Um, prepare yourself. Christmas comes every year. And I know how silly that sounds, but from a financial point of view, a lot of people don't remember that Christmas comes every year. And we're going to talk about why that's important for us to remember today. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, I want to just share a little bit with you about our Inspired Choices Network here, because this is a great time of the year for us to talk about the network and what we do. The, the financially speaking show that, that I'm your host of is obviously we've talked about it. It's about finances and money and, and financial planning in terms of just thinking about it and mindset with money and, and uh, how to track cash or how to invest and just the different concepts financially. But that ties in to the Inspire Choices Network. I'm a piece of the puzzle. I'm not the whole puzzle. The piece of the puzzle, that's the financial piece. The other pieces are your mental wellness, your physical health, your physical wellness, um, your spiritual wellness, whatever you believe. There are a lot of really great hosts and a lot of really great shows on the network. And I know if you're having problems or struggling with your business, if you're having problems or struggling with your pets, if you're having problems or struggling with your kids or your partner or spouse, um, there is a, a show that can help you with that. And it's really important that people remember to put all the pieces together. So if you need some support, then check out the Inspired Choices Network. Uh, if you can't make the show live, that's okay. It's a podcast in over 50 spots. You can find us and we're now um, on TV. So you're able to see us on YouTube because it's, it's replayed there. Um, just as an example, there's all kinds of places um, where you can get the help that you need or hear some inspiration. Sometimes all we need to hear is just those few words of inspiration. And when you're having a rough day or a rough week, then sometimes that's what you need is some inspiration. And uh, if you want to join us on the binge network, you'll see us there on all the different uh, hosts and shows and so on. And I would, I would just, um, I would encourage you to check out different shows like Jen Woods and and she'll help you through all the um, opportunities that are out there and how to deal with the stress and how to deal with all the, the different stressors that are happening for you and around you. Um, You don't have to struggle alone is my point. That is the key here. You do not have to be alone. There is so much opportunity here. And this is for anybody. You don't have to be Canadian. You don't have to be American. You don't have to be Australian. You can be, from any part of the world. Whether or not the stuff I talk about in finance is specific to Canada or the US, and I'll mention you know, certain concepts, I'll say this is Canadian, or this is American, and today I'm gonna to talk about that, and say this is Canadian, or this is American, And but it applies, the concepts all p- apply. They're universal concepts, and it's hard sometimes to wrap your head around, and I know I find it every day when I talk to people, it's hard to imagine that the same people Um, That I'm talking to here in Canada and are the same in the same position as the people in in Iceland or Australia or the US where you have the same questions and the same concerns and the same problems and even just from the east coast to the west coast in Canada is very very different so if you know anything about Canada you'll know that we're a vast geography and a smaller population in comparison to our neighbors and friends in the United States so we have a, a huge difference culturally, but from the very East Coast to the very West Coast. And uh, it makes it really cool and fascinating and and uh, exciting to even, like our, our friends in the United States, you have so many differences between the Southern States and the Northern States. Just, I mean, geographically, you've got differences with weather and differences with accents, it's the same thing here. So it's very cool to see that we're all struggling, at, some point with some of the same questions and some of the same concerns and the same confusion and the same worries, and we can help each other and make each other's lives better and healthier. And that's what we do here on the inspired choices network. Um, so hopefully that that's our, that is my goal. That is my wish for you that you check out the West rest of the network and plug yourself in and find the, the host that speaks to you or helps you. And if we're missing something, which is possible, Uh, As things evolve and the world changes, uh, contact Christine MacGyver, and she is happy to talk to you about hosting your own show, either audio on the radio and then later as a podcast or on video on the TV network uh, or both. (laughs) Why not do both? It's more fun. Uh, Live a little, right? What's the worst that can happen? So those are some of the thoughts for you to consider when we are talking about the Inspired Choices Network. And we will continue to share. I know lots of people on the network. They're, they're just fantastic people and they've got big hearts and, and they're really just there to help other people. So if you come on live, you're welcome to talk to us in the chat room. You can call in. Uh, if you're not live, you can email, you can comment on the, um, whatever particular show you're, you're watching at the time. You can leave comments and we always get back to you. So any questions you have for me financially or any topics that you want covered, just let me know and I will cover them. I will work them in and we will cover them. That's how I get almost all my topics is people have asked me for them or I, I've sent out before and I said, Hey, what's everybody looking for? What are, what's anybody concerned about anything financially? And I got all kinds of suggestions on what to talk about. So send in your requests, keep them coming because I do, I do love it. And I do much appreciate all the the topics that get sent in, and and that's why I do cover it, because I know they're for people that are really, truly struggling out there with these topics. We're going to take our first break of the night, and when we come back, we're going to talk about, believe it or not, I know we haven't hit Christmas yet, but we're going to talk about what happens after Christmas. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Inspired Choices Network. Uh, Financially Speaking is our show, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we'll be right back.
0: It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? email, become a host at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: welcome back everyone you are listening to financially speaking on the inspired choices network and i'm your host kathy cook noble and tonight we are talking about uh christmas and what happens after christmas so next week roughly a week and a half we're going to be celebrating christmas and um wherever you are and whoever you're with um Hopefully you'll be spending some quality time with a smaller group of people this year because it looks like uh, the requirements are just the people in your household. So all the Christmas parties that we're use, used to going to and gifts we're used to buying for Christmas swaps and secret Santas and stuff like that, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be happening, at least not in the capacity that we're used to. But in Canada, I want to share with you something that happens after Christmas, and it's something called Boxing Day. And Boxing Day is December 26th. So in Canada, Australia, the UK, we celebrate something called Boxing Day. And a lot of us have celebrated it for all our life and not really known where it came from or what it is. Um, To be honest with you, anybody that is in Canada right now listening, you're thinking, well, it's the day of shopping. (laughs) And that's when all the week sales are on. And in the United States, you might be thinking, well, Boxing Day, that sounds just like our Black Friday. And now the the newly um, incorporated from, what, just 10, 12, 15 years ago, the Cyber Monday came into play. So Cyber Monday in the United States is all about shopping online and getting the sales online. Black Friday in the United States is all about these phenomenal sales and price cuts on the Friday. So what do we do with Boxing Day? Well, Boxing Day is just a little bit of history for you. Uh, Boxing Day is celebrated in Canada, the UK, and the Commonwealth countries. And it's traditionally known as, this is where it came from. It's traditionally, now there is some conflicting stories in history, but traditionally what it says is, that it's the day the employers would give their staff Christmas presents and it was called boxes. And that would be a box to celebrate the season. Uh, But because in Canada statutory holiday has become Christmas, we often give those boxes to ourselves. So December 26 has become known as boxing day and there's no real definition of it, but uh, there is also a, Concept or theory in history that the other part of how it got started was it was tied to British servants Who helped their lords and ladies with Christmas dinner and they literally home took home boxes And got the day off the next day So they would help for Christmas on the 25th and then they got boxes to take home and then they got the day off And that dates back to 1663. So it's been around for a very long time Um, uh, We have in Canada, of course where I am and we have in Australia and the UK, um, it's best known for all the deals and shopping. That's really what it's been for the last 50 years here that and 60 years that you can think of in Canada, the US and Australia. It's very, very similar to the Black Friday in the United States. Um, Most of the stores open early. Uh, Most stores give big discounts, deep discounts on uh, different products. Um, And it's all the way from clothing to appliances to technology. It's a whole spectrum of discounting that is taking place. Um, In a lot of years, for a lot of years, uh, shops started the sales even before Christmas now. So it's funny to see how things evolve in retail. You have Black Friday, which is the United States big shopping day. And it's evolved so that even a few days before they have early shopping for Black Friday. And then Canada, I see a lot of stuff adopting um, Black Friday sales because there was a lot of cross-border shopping because we're so close to our neighbors, obviously. And a lot of the stores were trying to also get in on some of the the, um, momentum for Black Friday. So they would start offering sales here. Um, Now with Boxing Day on the 26th, a lot of the stores have just started to creep away from the 26th, instead of just waiting for that day, they started a little bit early to say, um, you know, boxing day sales early and try and entice you to come in or or shop or spend a little bit more. And it's extended, uh, it's in to different countries, there's different uh, same, similar concepts with just different names. So for example, December 26th in Germany, Poland, Scandinavia, and the Netherlands, it's known as the second Christmas day. And it just extends the holiday an extra day. In Ireland, they celebrate St. Stephen's Day or the Day of Wren. And that's usually a participation in a parade where they wear masks and suits. And and I'm suspecting that's probably gonna either be very modified this year or not happen because of uh, COVID and all our regulations and so forth. Um, But that's a little bit of history about where we came from with Boxing Day. And essentially, we've moved it very uh, retail, and um, it's really moved into spending money, which is where I find the interesting part, because now we're enticing as a retail outlet. Their job is to get you to spend money, 100%. No questions asked. If you're a retail store and you do a good job, that means you have a lot of sales, which means people spent a lot of money. Our job is to make sure we're not overspending and we're not spending money on stuff that we don't need, that we can't afford, that we're buying because we think we need to keep up with Cousin Susie or our neighbor John or whatever the case is. Um, So our job is to be disciplined. And I've used that word probably a lot, maybe every day, actually. But the uh, it's not discipline in a sense where it's strict and rigid and you can't have fun. It's discipline in the sense where you're aware and you're conscious of what you're spending. So when I use the word discipline, I don't mean that it's um, you're, you're very strict and and, uh, and unable to work outside the box. It's disciplined in the sense that I know what I need. um, I'm conscious of it. I'm aware of what I've got for money to spend and I'm in control of it. So we're not going to go out to the stores and and just get all excited and enticed by all these sales and overspend and buy stuff we never would have bought, we don't need, and we end up throwing out in a garage sale a year later, and it's still in the box. So these are things that we're trying to uh, really control ourselves and, and make sure that our finances are looked after. Um, it's It's kind of funny, people get all caught up in the excitement of it, and it becomes a uh, our economics friends know the winner's curse where you have to have it. And it's like going to an auction and you're buying something that's $10 in retail value and you spend $15 on it because you're so caught up with the excitement of having to have to win that you lost track of the fact that you really didn't get a good deal and you overspent. So it's it's that kind of concept. And you want to make sure there's um, you, you're prepared when you're going in that you're either looking for stuff. I'm a big fan of lists. No matter what, whether they're a digital app for your groceries or your handwritten. Um, I'm a a huge fan of technology, but I have to tell you there's there's two things that I'm very, very old-fashioned on. One is my day timer. I like to write it down. I like to clip stuff to it if there's tickets or um, any kind of uh, documents that I need to have handy for a certain day. I clip it to that day Uh, and the other thing is I do like my list when I go to the store so I can have it on a piece of paper and it's right there in front of me. I see the whole thing at once and I know exactly what I need. Uh, I find the apps, I've tried them. I like every single thing of my life is technology driven, except those two. And it's because for me, I think if you have a list in your hand and you physically look down and you see, I need 10 things and you have eight things in your cart, you know, you only need two more and it's easy to get lost in the stores, <laughs> whether it's grocery stores or whether it's a retail store for clothing or, or uh, technology or shoes or whatever the case is. Um, I find it very interesting that uh, for me, I find it very interesting that it keeps me disciplined and I like that I see 10 things, I check it off the list and then I'm done and I can leave. Um, and I think if you are going into Black Friday sales, if you're going into Boxing Day sales, then have an idea about what it is you're going for. So if TVs, I know this is a common example, if te- TVs are on sale and they're ridiculously cheap and they've got these very deep 70% off discounts, which is entirely possible, I've seen them, and you need a TV, then you have that on your list. Or if your plan was that you're you're going in to buy a TV for somebody else and, you know, maybe it's a wedding present and their wedding is in June and you're buying their TV and there's a couple of you going in on it, then make sure everybody knows that that's what you're doing and that's what you're getting and get your money paid up from them either in advance or as soon as you buy the the purchase, depending on um, who it is that you're going into partnership on it with. But just make sure um, that you are aware of what you're spending. It's awareness, That is the key, in my opinion, to finance. So if you're aware of what you have and you're aware of what you need and you're aware of what you're spending, uh, if you're aware of the fact that there's gonna be a lot of enticing things that are in the stores that you think are cool, (laughs) and wouldn't that be nice? They're not a need, they're a want, but, uh, and I've shared this before with you, uh, I shop for Christmas and birthdays all year. I don't wait till December 26th to go out on these sales because I also think you have to be aware of cash flow, and you get so much a month coming into your household. And if you're going to spend all of it this month, then you need to be prepared for it. So there's two ways to do this. There's the all year you see the specials going on and are happening and you have a place, like I have a trunk at my house for the kids and I put Christmas and birthdays and stuff in there. And I know, and then I track it on a spreadsheet. So I know what I bought for Christmases and birthdays. And then when I get to this time of year, I already know where I'm at. So there's no panic. There's no rush. There's no crowds that put you in a bad mood or fighting over the last piece of Christmas cake that's in the grocery store or whatever the case is. So if you're aware of these things, then that's one way to do it. There's another way to do it. If you don't like doing it that way, that's okay. You can set aside a certain amount of money every month. So set up one of the online accounts we've talked about in the past that charges no fees, that pays a tiny bit of interest, but it's safe, it's it's covered by the... Canadian Deposit Insurance Carp or the um, FDIC in the United States. um, What we wanna do here is every month, take a little bit of money that we know we're gonna spend for the holidays and for birthdays and so on and transfer it into this account. And then you have your whole amount of money sitting in that account for your Christmas shopping. And you can go out and say, okay, now I have all the money that I need to spend and I can go and do all my shopping at once if you like to do it that way. Uh, Either way, you are conscious of what you're spending, you are aware of how much you have, and you're every single month being aware and very, very, very disciplined about how much you're going to spend, and it becomes habit. And then next thing you know, you're just, you're readjusting to say, oh, well, that $50 every two weeks that I've moved over into that account, I've completely readjusted my, my spending at the house, so that I actually don't even miss it, number one. And number two, it helps you to not go into any debt because the big surprise that people get in January is their credit card statements. And that's when they are like, wow, I didn't realize I spent that much. And now you have to pay for it. And if you don't pay for it, now you're paying a substantial amount of interest. And it's, you know, on average, it's 20, 30% that we're, we're paying on credit card interest. So those are two easy, easy tips on how to be aware and be conscious of your money if you want to shop all year like i do and you have a space for it and you have a way to track it great if you don't like doing that that's okay because you know for some people it's boring it's um you're not in the the hype and the rush and all that and people like that and that's okay too (laughs) you can have the hype and the rush and go out shopping and get all your christmas shopping done in two days and you still have the money set aside for it. So you're setting aside money every month Uh, Those are two tips on our Christmas shopping and our Boxing Day shopping so we don't get ourselves in in a lot of financial trouble in January when we see these statements come in. So that is our conversation for tonight where we talk about Christmas and getting ready for it because there's a lot of really fun and cool things about Christmas. There's a lot of really fun and cool things that don't cost a lot of money. Driving around looking at lights. We can do that in COVID. And we can enjoy Christmas and the Christmas spirit and what you believe in and what you don't believe in. Um, Doesn't have to come into play. You can enjoy the decorations that people have put up because they are still putting decorations up this year. And although we aren't having the parades for Christmas that normally we have, um, we here in my town, uh, everybody's doing things different, but we did a reverse parade where people put together their displays that they normally would, not quite on the same scale as they would normally do, because they don't have the people on the floats, but they put together beautiful displays and lights and they were parked out in a big park that we have nearby and people were allowed to come through uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, first weekend of of December and look at all the lights and instead of you standing and watching the parade go by, the parade stands and you drive around it. So there's still alternatives to enjoying Christmas and enjoying time with people, even though you can't be with them the way we normally are. Um, So we're going to modify things. But you know what? Who knows? This might be something that now we're being very careful and organized with our, our money. And this isn't pandemic related. Maybe this forced. of us to start looking at our finances because before the pandemic we spent money without consciously knowing what we were doing and how much was coming in and out and now that things are very restricted and very forced to be paying attention to where we're at and how much money we've got coming in and what kind of funding or or stimulus the government is going to be doing that's forcing us to look at our finances so we have to look at whatever good we can to take out of something that's not not so good Um, We're going to take our second break of the night and we're going to come back and continue to talk about Christmas and finances and and uh, some more tips on Boxing Day and some of our Christmas gifts that we get that we don't love, but we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So I'll tell you how to handle those, too. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and I'll be right back.
0: Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network and we are talking tonight about Christmas and specifically the spending we do at Christmas but really specifically the spending we do after Christmas and in Canada, the UK and Australia that's commonly known as Boxing Day and we have started participation uh, a long time ago in black Friday and cyber Monday. And that all happened before Christmas, but now there's another sale to look forward to and that's boxing day. And for the American friends that are on the border, there's lots of times that they, that you have come over the border to shop for uh, boxing day sales. Uh, and you get a double bonus actually, because there's huge sales plus you get the exchange rate and the American dollar is a lot stronger than the Canadian dollar right now. So you're able to get a discount just by that, and then you get d- these big discounts on uh, retail shopping. So that's, um, that's what happens here on December the 26th. But what happens on the 24th and the 25th is when you exchange gifts or whatever customs that you do, um, traditionally we're seeing, you know, obviously in Canada the United States, we see a lot of gift exchanges and Christmas lights and Christmas trees, um, but there's a lot of people that don't celebrate that. So whatever it is you celebrate and whatever gifts you get and when you get them, Uh, sometimes you don't always get what you want but you don't want to hurt people's feelings and I've I've noticed the trend as I'm sure all of us have in the last few years is gift cards have become a huge huge rise in gift giving and what happens is uh, parents you know when you're older you know when you're adults like like I am and your parents, uh, they don't know what to get you for Christmas, because you have your own house, you have your own family, or you're, you're working and so on. Um, so what they do is they'll buy you gift cards for uh, the grocery stores, or um, if your parents are online, they might get you gift cards for Amazon, if they understand all that stuff, depending on their age and their generation, and their tech savvy. But uh, a lot of the times you're seeing gift cards, and and I'm guilty of that, I get kids, I get ours gift cards every year. So if they're, if they're watching this, just pause it for a minute because I'm going to tell you they're getting them this year. <laughs> so in a week and a half, I always do something with gift cards. Uh, it's not their only gift though. I make it so that it's just a small gift card and it, it goes in their stocking or their card um, just so that they have, you know, for gas throughout that age where they're all starting out and just getting their own places. And they have a lot of expenses, you know, how it is when you're younger, you're expense heavy. And uh, it's always nice to have a gift card for groceries or, or gas or something to that effect. Um, but what happens when you get gift cards? So for somebody like me, we'll use me as an example. I don't drink coffee. So what happens if I get gift cards for coffee? What do I do with it? Um, you don't want to hurt people's feelings and say, geez, thanks a lot. I don't drink coffee. But um, there's also a good chance you're not opening up with them anyway. So what do you do? if you get a gift card you, you don't like, you don't use, and you won't use, it's real money that somebody has spent. And I always look at it and I think, gosh, it was it was thoughtful that they even thought to get you a gift card. So a lot of time this happens with teachers. Teachers are getting gift cards um, and I'm not sure how it's working this year because it's a lot of virtual teaching, but uh, a lot of the time the teachers will get a gift card for you know a specific store. Um, And they may or may not use that store, but they're certainly not going to hurt the the kids feeling they're going to thank them anyway. So what can you do with it? Well, you could regift it because it is um, it is a gift card. There's no there's no trace with your name on it or anything like that. Um, But there's another thing you can do as well. And I'm going to give you a couple tips on what to do with the gift card if you do use it and you want it and you like it. Um, but if you got a card, for example, that you don't like, there is actually now sites that you can change on like carpool and raise.com. Like there's a lot of different sites that you can go to and, and swap their gift card swap sites. So you can post your, your $25 gift card to this, you know, store a, and there's going to be a discount. So you might post it for $25 and Mm -hmm. It's, depends on the site. It could be 70 to 90 percent value that you get. So instead of getting $25, you might get $22 or $20 or whatever the case is, depending on the site. Um, but then you get the cash in exchange for the $25 gift card. So you get the cash. It didn't cost you anything for the card, and you weren't going to use it anyway. So the money's not going to be lost from the person who gave it to you, and they're not even going to know about it. And then whoever buys the card is getting a value for buying the card on these sites. So you can go to these sites and you can put your gift card on there or if you wanna buy a gift card, you can go on there to get the gift card values. Um, and that's one way to, to deal with your gift cards because gift cards are huge, especially in, I, I do a lot of, uh, you know, I'll give you a lot of uh, investment examples for Canada because that's um, where I'm licensed. But for today, I'm gonna to give you some American examples because Americans spend close to $30 billion on gift cards in the holiday season. That's a lot of gift cards. That's a lot of money. So, if you buy four gift cards, the average one, the average price is about $49 because you're buying. You might buy $100 for um, a couple, for example. Um, you might buy $20 for gas, you know, as a as a topper gift. You might buy a $25 gift card for um a secret santa or whatever the limit might be uh, you might buy a 25 gift card or 30 gift card for your teacher i don't whatever the the area is whatever your budget is whatever your your goal is that's what you're spending but 30 billion dollars in the holiday season just in the u.s that's our american friends that's a lot of money so we need to do something with these cards because i will tell you that a lot of these cards don't get used because people lose them they forget about them they are um, not the cards that they really wanted, so they don't know what to do with them. And some, a lot of the time, people don't have a place to put them. So you get one of these things where you, you use them or lose them, and roughly $1 billion in gift cards in, 19, in 2015, and these numbers are rising, but these are the most recent stats. 2015, you had about a billion dollars of unspent gift cards in the US. That's a lot of money. So what we wanna do, one of the mistakes we make is, is you put it in a drawer or you stick it someplace in the kitchen and you, you forget about it because nobody has a, a lot of people don't have a gift card holding spot in their house um, and that you, or you get out and you're shopping, and you're like, oh yeah, I have a gift card for this and I forgot it at home. And then you're like, well, when am I gonna be back? And just—that's just how it happens. So some tips I'm going to give you about what to do with these gift cards and how to how to use them, if you will, <laughs> because uh, 93% of consumers purchase a gift card. Now, on GiftCards.com, that's over 100 billion dollars that's being purchased. Um, now, 2015, I told you it was 30, so now we're closing in on 100 billion. These are these are the stats that are over, like, I just think they're mind blowing. That's a lot of money to be spending on gift cards when you think about it. So they're popular by far. There's no question. The stats don't lie. Things are popular for us to buy, but are they always popular for people to use? Well, a lot of cards get either, like I mentioned, they're either completely unused because they lost lost them or they use them. And you might have a $25 value, for example, but, and you use it and you get to 24 $22, and then you forget about the last three. So, a lot of them don't get used fully. So, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you six tips when we come back from our last break because we're going to take our last break of the night. And then, when we come back, I'm just going to give you six tips on how to use these cards the most efficiently that you possibly can if you're going to keep them. If you're not going to keep them, then you're either going to re gift them or you're going to sell them to somebody else or you're going to go on one of these sites and you're going to trade them. And get the money for them and rather than waste the card, you're better off to get something for it, and not have it sit in a card and go, um, go void because you lost it or didn't, or didn't use all of it. So don't go anywhere you're listening to financially speaking on the inspired choices network, and we will be right back.
0: live a life you can afford and enjoy it is possible listen for financially speaking radio show every monday at 4 p.m eastern standard time 3 p.m central 2 p.m mountain and 1 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com this is the financially speaking show with financial advisor and educator kathy cook noble to participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca.
1: Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network, and we have been talking about Christmas and our spending at Christmas and how to get the most out of our Christmas gifts and what happens after Christmas with all these specials. And before we went to break, we were talking about these gift cards that we get. And I said I was going to give you six tips on how to deal with the gift cards when you get them. So before we went to break, we were talking about the gift cards that you don't want and what to do with them. So these are the gift cards that you do want and what to do with them. So the first first tip, I would say, is spend the entire balance at once if you can. So what I mean by that is when you go into a store, um, instead of, we're not normally disciplined if it's a $50 card and we're going to buy groceries to use $25 of that and then use another $25 when we come back in. If you're gonna go into the grocery store and you're gonna buy more than $50 worth of groceries, use the whole card up. Don't save it, don't use it for, think you're gonna use it for later because typically you don't. So use it. And with that, my second tip is gonna be just go over the line a tiny bit. So plan, so remember I talked about having a list, whether it's in your app, whether it's on piece of paper. So you have a list and you know you gotta get 10 things and it's probably gonna to come to $60. Then you plan to go over your limit just a little bit so that you know for a fact you've used that card up. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen or heard people say they've only got a dollar 24 left on their card or there's 58 cents left on their card. Use the card in its full and plan to go over the line just a tiny bit. That way, you know it's fully exhausted, there's no balance left on it, and you've used it up so that you can throw it out and not save it. Now, if you're giving cards, this is one of these tips that you can use if you're comfortable with it. Depending on how they're set up, you can set your own expiration date. Now, cards, if you buy them in Canada, there's a lot of changes in the law about whether you can expire them. If it's free, you can. If it's not, you can't because it's paid for. But anyway, if you can expire your own cards and set your own expire date, if you can set it within the first 30 to 60 days, and the reason is you're forcing somebody to use the card. So the, the reason you want to do that is if people see that it's going to expire in 30 days, it's more top of mind. It's a little bit riskier doing this, but... It's more top of mind. So if you're giving a gas card, for example, then have it expire in 30 days because you know it's going to get used, which means your money didn't get wasted. Um, If you're not going to use it or you have unused balances on it, then sell it on those sites that I mentioned to you earlier, like raise or uh, cardcash.com or any of those sites. Um, You're able to buy uh, something you want at a discounted price or you can simply sell the card. If you have, um, if you're a little bit tech savvy, then request or give a digital card. So it's it saves the plastic of the card. It saves storing the card. It saves remembering the card. If you can save it on your smartphones and you can use your digital uh, or e-card or whatever you want to call it, the digital gift card. Uh, I know that was easier. We have one daughter that lives a few hours from us, and for her birthday it was. Um, easier to send her a digital card than it was to try and send something to her Um, I tell you it's cheaper you don't have to worry about the postage you don't have to worry especially during this time whether or not the mail is going to get there because we know that uh, especially in the peak of COVID there was no guarantees on when mail was going to be sent out and so on so uh, it's a lot easier we know she got it Um, and it's pretty easy to for her to use because it's a digital one. Um, so those are a few tips that I would say that you want to use with your gift card. Um, if you're going to be giving gift cards, try and make it something that you know people want. Uh, it's so easy to just go in and buy a gift card because um, it's easy for you. But if you're buying a gift card, and you're like, well, I want to get somebody a gift, but for example, they don't drink coffee. But those are the easy gift cards because they're all over the place here in Canada, and you can get them. Um, but it's not really what they they want or use. Try and think of things that that would make sense for them. If they don't drive, don't buy them a gift card for gas. If they do drive a lot and they would appreciate that, that's a great gift card because their gas is not cheap, and they have to maintain that in their vehicle. So If they drive a fuel vehicle, if they drive an an electric vehicle, don't buy them gas gift cards. So it's pretty easy to to think about. Um, Again, I find if either you write it down pen pen to paper, or if you have a spreadsheet like I do, and you have a list of all the people you're going to buy for, and then I have an idea, I think, well, I know they like this, or or um, this would be a good good idea for them, and I'm writing ideas down throughout the year, and then you you start to look at the Christmas shopping and If I happen to see it during the year, though, I buy it. So then when I get to this point of the the season where I'm just looking at my spreadsheet and I'm saying, okay, what didn't I get this year? Or who am I missing? Or or have one of the kids started dating somebody midway through the year and they're going to be for Christmas and I want to make sure that I don't leave them out. So it's easy if you track stuff. And and I know I sound boring and like a broken record, but tracking things really does make it the easiest. And Uh, if it's tracking this is just another arm of tracking your cash where you're tracking your gift spending because people get a little bit overwhelmed at Christmas they get a little bit out of control at Christmas and they really start to compete with people at Christmas and this is not the time where we lose all our discipline and focus on our overall Christmas our overall year for the budget because it's Christmas Um, and we know Christmas happens every year at this same time so we can prepare for it and we want to make sure that we're aware throughout the year because this is the big spending time to be perfectly honest is when people spend the most money all at once on gifts so if we're going to be doing a big spend at Christmas then let's make sure we're prepared for it either by saving throughout the year or buying throughout the year or having a plan in place saying that we know what we're buying and what we're spending or if we don't know what we're buying at least we know what our spending amount is so hopefully that helps you and i hope you all have a wonderful merry christmas i know we have one one more week together before christmas um but while you're shopping and while you're planning for it now you've got some time to to get the list together and think about it just you know it's kind of like what santa does you go through the list and you check it twice so we'll see you again back here on the inspired choices network every monday where we'll talk about financial topics and hopefully just a little tiny tidbit here and there that we implement will make things better for us and our families and anything else on the inspired choices network to just put all the pieces together so we'll see you again back here next week same time the same place on financially speaking with your host kathy cook noble and have a wonderful week and happy christmas shopping
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.